This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I worry about the rising tide of incitements to violence when people use terms like treason and traitor in open discourse. Those are the words that lead to assassination. I'm worried that somebody's going to be shot in this country this year during the political campaign. There you go. That was yesterday. Canada's top civil servant, Michael Wernick, testifying before the Justice Committee into this whole SNC-Lavalin thing. (laughs) He said some things that certainly were arresting. Uh, More than a few eyebrows got raised in that one. So let's put it to our panel here as uh, one of the talking points or topics worthy of discussion. Sherry DeNovo, John Capbianco, and uh, Michael Giles. Uh, First of all, I mean... This kind of rhetoric coming from a top civil servant. You've been in government at all levels, and uh, he's really gone off the rails here, I'm guessing. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I knew a clerk of the Privy Council. We were good friends, and, and I, you know, he's passed away now, but he would be, like, thinking, what is going on? This is like, you know, you and the horse you rode in on, like, get out of town. It was just, it was insane. It's just not something that you say at a committee, especially when you're a civil servant. And and the reality is that, you know, he's basically clerk of the Privy Council is, is uh, you know, the head of the, this, the public service and everything else, for him to say that. And I don't even think there was a question that initiated that. He sort of just went off on his left field, you know, and I think he was everybody left for lunch or something. He just kept going. But he said this without any kind of invitation for this kind of conversation. It was bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah, yeah it's no filter on the guy, but uh, it certainly was interesting. Uh, made for a, another great day of talk radio. But on that point, I mean, where he did say, you know, Canadians are losing their uh, faith in, or could lose faith in their institutions of governance, you know, by using these terms, traitor and treason and so on and so forth. You get a sense that maybe there is a coarsening of the public discourse and people's cynicism is becoming all more pervasive when it comes, because look, there's a disconnect. I've heard from people in the last hour calling in and suggesting that, uh, you know, they're just taking a pounding on a daily basis, the middle class and their elites uh seem not to be paying attention or, again, are disconnected from the reality they face. John, how do you see it? Well, I think, you know, what's interesting, and, and Michael's right about this as far as this clerk, uh, this, this particular clerk of the Privy Council and, and some of the stuff that he says, it's just, it's head-shaking, especially because they're not supposed to be making news uh, at all, and in fact, and, and causing their government uh, even more consternation is, 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 is problematic. But I think to your point, though, John, um, you know, what we're seeing, and it's no different than a cabinet minister or somebody in government who, you know, attacks somebody for saying that they have a disagreement with them on immigration and they all of a sudden they call them racists and there's that kind of vitriol uh, and, and antagonism because someone says, you know, uh, we, I disagree with your immigration policy minister. Well, you're a racist. Well, let, let's tone all that down because quite frankly, um, you know, people can disagree and can have some some level of, of, you know, a different opinion on certain things, especially on immigration and other things. But for him to say that and, and sort of uh, pretend to incite or say that this would incite violence, I think is way off track and something that a clerk of the Privy Council uh, absolutely shouldn't be saying. I could understand a, an angry citizen saying that and and you know, in some way, shape, or form. But for somebody who is who is leading a government body uh, to say that kind of stuff is just beyond me. And then, of course, to say other things with respect to what happened uh, with his uh, conversation with the minister, I think made more uh, caused more questions to be asked than any answers to be uh, to be had on this. Well, that's the thing about pressure. Uh, he more or less conceded that Jody Wilson-Raybould was pressured. She was called in. She didn't go and ask their advice, but was called in, and just by virtue of being called in, 
there's a whole notion that uh, somebody you've been sent for. It's like Donnie Brasco. You've been sent for, you, you know, and, and then uh, obviously, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like the mob when they say, uh, hey, we know where you live. They're not directly threatening you, but you get it. It's a coded language, right? We know where you live. So Every time you leave, they pull you back in. That's right. So, I mean, Sherry Denoe, is this a point where he did some damage? The uh, Did he help or hurt the PM's position because he thought he was clarifying the air like hey it was well, nothing really he, he is the reason that people are losing he's one of the reasons people are losing faith in institutions it's his institution as as clerk of the privy council and what he's doing with it i mean first of all he admits basically that he pressured her i mean they weren't talking about joe's garage and their legal <laughs> troubles they were talking about snc lavalin i mean he he basically admits what he then denies <laughs> uh, then he goes on to make what sounds almost like a veiled threat i mean it's not like he says you know generally peep, somebody's going to be heard about this says so somebody's going to be shot like what <laughs> you know, like it really is you know i i i keep saying you know distant italian relatives this whole scene is becoming more and more like a some b movie i mean uh, really so here he's making a veiled threat he's admitting what he then denies and then he's he's blaming everybody else you know for for losing faith in the institution he's justified i mean really you can't make this stuff up um, and, and <laughs> and, and has he hurt the PM? Of course he has. And so did Gerald by leaving. And, uh, you know, this is, this is just a scandal that just keeps on going. Uh, the problem is, I, I, from my point of view, I don't think it's going to really be the body blow for this government. I, I think, I, no, no, I, I think uh, it, it's not. I think uh, most Canadians are not as excited about it as we are around this table. Hmm. Um, and uh, and I ultimately think that the election will come down to other factors. But, but yeah, um, have they messed up? Boy, have they. Well, I think the other thing is, <clears throat> he mentioned yesterday that there was two calls in December. One, I think, December 12th, 18th or something. <clears throat> the 18th, and then 18th another one at the end of the month. Yeah. And it's interesting how he phrased it, because they asked him, what did you call for? He said, oh, I just called to check in on, you know, this and, you know, the snc Lavalin thing. Check and in on the thing you were told con- five times yes. I don't want to talk about? Yeah. And express like, concern, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, express concern. Yeah. He said he was basically establishing the context, because, uh, you know, it had come to his attention with ministers and the prime minister that uh, they feel jobs are going to be at stake and pensions might be, you know, in, in jeopardy. But uh, that's no pressure. Well, yeah, well, well, exactly. Well, and yeah. I think the job he was saying was at stake was the attorney general's job. But that's, <laughs> it sounds like that's a conversation. Yeah. But I think I think at the end of the day, so there's no question that he's. they have every right to be able to say, look, let's look, make sure that you look at all all of the issues, the pros and the cons, and here's what the ramifications are if you do this decision, and here's the ramifications if you take this decision. I don't think that ever happened. I think it was more or less, you know, by the way, you know if this decision happens, X, Y, and Z is going to be a situation, which kind of comes across as pressure. But the one thing I'd say, John, and, and this is where I would disagree with Sherry respectfully, and that is I think it is going to be an election issue. I think this is going to be something that uh, this issue in and of itself might not be, but it speaks to a greater narrative that I think that is happening and hurting this Liberal government. And you're seeing it in the surveys and the polls uh, where there's, an, there's an absolute dip as a result of this particular issue. But it speaks to the whole issue of integrity. And this is what the Liberals did so effectively against the Harper government with respect to Nigel Wright and the Duffy affair. And they kept on it. And when Nigel resigned, you know, th- people thought that was over. Well, th- they, it wasn't. In fact, it caused more questions to be asked, much as uh, Gerald Butts uh, re- resigning has, and certainly this clerk of the Privy Council has as well. So this is going to go on. And, you know, I think at 
at some point it might be resolved, but I think it's going to hurt the Liberal government. Right, and add like, the Admiral Norman case in August, too, when well, that trial is. starts. So mm-hmm. we're likening this to a slow-motion train wreck, basically. <laughs> right. All right, we'll wait and see. And uh, when we come back in a moment, I wanted to uh, turn to this hateful rhetoric, but with a spin. Uh, I think it's kind of a novel question. We'll put it to our panel. Sherry DeNovo, John Capobianco, and Michael Giles in a moment on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.